Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memories. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zimware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, yo, good day and welcome to another episode of the Rotafest podcast. I'm telling you, man, I hate winter. <laughs> I know, Jody hates winter and uh, we have a... Uh, little bit of snow on the ground and we have a winter storm advisory coming for saturday I'm like five to oh, ten man. inches Damn. in the valley it's gonna be crazy so but anyway we're <laughs> it is all hot in the studio today we have an amazing guest lined up for you mr ryan griggs from blue line detailing how are you doing this morning it snowed here so i guess i'm dealing with the same thing you are <laughs> there you go and That's- we're expecting you know five or so inches tomorrow there you go. Where and tell us where where here is. Uh, well, I'm at home right now, but I'm in Michigan. So there you go. And yeah. I wore my matching blue line detailing shirt today. You, know, you might need one of those. Are right Color line. coordinated. I'm, I'm Come on, maybe I'll bring you one of those to MTE. <clears throat> yeah, you right. Should, you should. Man. You should bring two. That'd be glad. We'd love to wear them. So I was wearing my Tate and Trout one yesterday. So it was good. So. Pretty I think funny. I was I think I was Rupes yesterday. I'm not sure. I think I you were, remember. man. We're just kind of equal opportunity. We just reps. we just th- that's really why we're in business is we just didn't want to buy our own clothes. So you know that's just help us out, keep the shirts yeah, on. I, I buy everybody else's. I guess it my out. wife. I'm always dressed. Yeah, <laughs> branding. You know, that's oh, right. Man. It's all about branding. So let's talk about blue line detailing and branding in specific. So you're in Michigan. And for those of you that don't know or have not seen Ryan's stuff, what tell us about you and what you do and what your kind of your go to thing is. Well, I mean, so blue line kind of started, I mean, about five months after lockdown. Mm-hmm. So pandemic hit. I was no longer a partner with another detail company. Um, I was still bitter, so I opened up my own thing, and <laughs> I'll never forget doing it. I was wearing a bathing suit, sitting at my in-laws down in Florida. I had just gotten out of the pool and, you know, made a Facebook page and said, here we go. <laughs> there you go. I didn't even own the vacuum yet. There you go. Wow, I love that. <laughs> well, you so started it, before you saw it. was a little gutsy. It was a little silly, but I did it, and um, kind of the go-to anymore is kind of corrosion protection. Um That'll be a lot of 2024 ceramic coatings really picked up paint protection film is picking up. I think it'll be kind of the next big thing for most. And yeah. Then- I think the the industry's taking a shift into those directions. Um, and, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of was, I mean, I love high end cars. Everybody does. Everybody wants to work on high end cars, but I got kind of really burnt out on the whole auto spa, you know, come in and, get your mani patty on your Ferrari and I like I, your and, car cares. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I love the fact that you started this in a, in a mankini at the side of a pool. Cause that's you know, generally under this table. That's all you see. There's just also what I'm wearing to MTE, by the way, that's it. That's it. You know, just a turtleneck. You and me both brother. 
Jody will be on the other side of that place. I will be on the other side. No, I ordered his. I ordered his last week. So it says Rupes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> this oh, this wow. conversation took a turn. It did. It, it did went, it went downhill fast. <laughs> but I want to go back to something you said. <laughs> <laughs> Is you know, you're saying, you know, you are a little bitter. And and I'm when when you said that. You know, I was a little bitter and I'm just going to go start something new. That's kind of the way Rod and I were. We were, we were at another software company. We'd worked together for a couple of years and we were just frustrated. I mean, just frustrated. And I remember us going across the street to the little park where we used to play Frisbee golf on lunch. And we're just like, there's got to be a better way. Yep, we, yep. we, we can do this better. And oh yeah. So we were sitting on a picnic table, looking at the building we worked in talking about how bad it sucked to work for that company because we were the ones making it happen. So I think we've no. all done it. And yeah. Honestly, I think I, that's what I understand. A lot of detailers, that's why they became detailers. Mm. They were sick of the, that life. Yeah. And I, I think it's a great inspiration to, you know, we've always said that we started this company to do it, how we didn't want we looked at every company we'd ever worked for and said, those are the things we don't want to do. Let's start a different company. And um, for us, it's worked out really well. In 2018, we actually got an award for best place to work in Idaho. So we accomplished our goal of having a company that did it better than everybody else. <laughs> and so, we're still working on it. We're still me. constantly. We I think that's the right. key though, right? I mean, like you, for you, Ryan, you're, you're still working on it. You said you got things coming in this year where you're talking about, you know, uh, PPF and corrosion remediation and all those things. And I think that's constantly working on the business. Yeah. And, you know, there will always be in the back of my mind wanting to jump into aviation, but it's such a huge jump that, you know, it's, you know, it's just not this year, I don't think. But yeah, Josh Hernandez likes to uh, poke at me every once in a while. And, you know, if he, do if he does another training, I'll, you know, I'll definitely look at it. Because if I'm going to get trained by anybody, it'll be definitely down that way. Yeah, I, that, that's an interesting point, because I think a lot of times business owners look at something that, that they would like to do and they just leap. And and I'll admit, I'm kind of that guy that tends to just leap. But you're it sounds like you're disciplined enough. And this is one of the things that I've had to learn. And I have a partner that slows me down a bit is knowing when to strategically leap instead of just going and building it as you go, because I'm not afraid to do that. So how, how do you find that balance? Uh, I asked my wife first is <laughs> so generally I'll go to somebody, um, because what I love to jump into planes. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, do I want to go put corrosion protection on everything and anything? And I wouldn't care if it was the golden gate bridge. Um, yeah, I would, but you know, it's just, there's not, there's gotta be a time and a place. So for me, I have a couple of different mentors that I reach out to. I ask those questions to, and I try not to jump too much. Um, I jumped actually into paint correction probably before I was ready, but I was smart enough to practice on my own car first. Mm. Yep. Um, God forbid you practice on somebody else's and you make that mistake. Yeah. So I've definitely done it, but I think for me, I'm disciplined enough now because I've made enough mistakes. But that, I think that's every single business, even outside of detailing, you have to embrace the fact that you've made mistakes. You have to look back at what you've done and said, well, that was not how to do it. Um, and, and you learn valuable lessons from that. I don't know of anybody that does, I mean, fill in the blank, 
business, right? And you're like, okay, well, I've had an underhood fire as a mechanic. I learned that lesson. Don't do that, you know. Tow truck drivers dropped a car off, whatever. I mean, it, so so I think that the, the lessons you learn is as long as you take that as a learning, um, then it'll help you in the future. Now, obviously, like you said, you don't want to jump into airplanes, uh, cover up one of the ports, have somebody die, and go, well, there's a valuable lesson, because that's not. That's beyond a valuable lesson. So I think that's good to look at it and be cautious. And again, this is because I'm the one that's more cautious going into stuff. I mean, so long as the doors stay on, I guess we're all right. <laughs> right you, you know, so it's funny because my wait, minor that, detail that was a yeah, minor detail. My, my wife asked me about that. I said, oh, yeah, that's a 737 Air Max. That's the one that was grounded a couple of years yeah, ago. The Max 9, yep. Yeah, it, it's this. This has been a this has been a shit show since day one. They, you know, I just. Yeah, yeah. and they're finding multiple on those. So, you know, but like when. uh we all went out to Falcon mm. One. Yeah. When we, you know, when we walked around that plane, I had no idea there was even ports on a plane. Yep. So yes. to have two gentlemen and as, you know, and for someone like D. Davis, I mean, that guy took it like it was serious. Yes. Oh, like, absolutely. He turned, he turned and looked everybody in the eyes and said, "You're going to kill somebody if you do this wrong." Yes. Yep. And yep. you know, he wasn't kidding. So it was. It's very eye-opening that you don't just jump into, especially something like that. No, and I think that there's a lot of people that even even when you take into automotive detailing, there's a lot of people that are pulling wheels and tires off to ceramic coat wheels and tires, and they're doing stuff, and they're not. Um, there's a lot of people that are really good at it, but I've seen so many people that do stuff where they're putting like an iron remover on, uh, let's say a three hundred thousand dollar Porsche Carrera GT3 that has ceramic brake rotors. You just ruined those rotors. Yep, three thousand dollar brake job. So, no, it's, you know, and I do wheels and tires, but, you know, there's, I don't remove seats. Yeah, I won't. I just won't. There's airbags. You get, you've got to be certified in that stuff. And I don't think people realize that you've got to be certified to remove certain things, airbags, seat sensors, um, all kinds of stuff that you've got to be able to be um, certified. in. And even, even doing windshields, polishing windshields, there's certain windshields that you've got um sensors and things in them so i think education is a key to that that's one of the big things jody and i have you know if this is the first time you've seen our show jody and i are huge <clears throat> advocates of ed education you know you mentioned josh hernandez probably one of the better trainings i've ever been to as far as informational and eye-opening because jody and i it have been very on other airplanes <laughs> and we were like uh, you know yeah it's no joke it's that there's no playing around when it comes to a plane I, I, mean, I, I just those remember. guys use makeup brushes just to clean the dials and knobs because it's the softest brush you can find. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember going to Falcon one last year and I was just, I learned so much in the first hour and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Right. My, my head hurt. It, it was a completely different game. And I think it's easy to rush into something without really having everything in place. I mean, you look at insurance for, you know, detailing and aviation, it's a different game. Your typical detailing insurance is not going to cover you working on planes. Yep. No, I actually had to call my agent at one point and uh, I said, am I covered if I remove wheels and tires? And I actually had to up my, yep. my coverage to do it. Then Sarah's got a comment here about she's glad to see someone else doesn't remove seats. You might want to check with your insurance on removing seats too, because some of those seats. So to, have, touch, on, um, so to touch on that, there was a time before detailing. I actually worked in a manufacturing company and we built the Silverado seats. So those bolts that 
attach the seat brackets to the body, they are torqued to a nano, like they're torqued to a certain spec. Yep. When you pull them back out, they're twisted. They have to be replaced. <clears throat> yep. And a lot of them replace have Loctite them, on them. They have a yeah. So that Loctite is usually about about a quarter inch long, usually at the tip, and it draws all the way up that bolt when it goes in. Yep. When you pull it out, you've destroyed the bolt. You can't just put Loctite back on it. Nope. So it becomes a safety hazard because God forbid that vehicle's involved in an accident and the bracket breaks loose, you're liable. Yep. And that's what people don't understand that as a, as a, as a um, I came from a mechanical background. And so I understand like when you're taking the, the rocker nuts off of a whatever Chevy 350, those nuts are a one-time use. They stretch right. and they're gone. So many people will put bolts and nuts back on and don't understand that that is a one-time use. And you have to put that into the uh, your mind that you may not be certified or uh, able to remove that stuff. And you might be at liability and at risk because if that car gets in an accident and that seat rips loose and they go, well, these bolts have been taken out, that's going to come back on you. So I, I caution anybody in removing seat belts or, or seats or wheels and tires or anything just be educated. That's all it is. Just be educated well, and find out what you're working on. Well, to even touch on seatbelts, they say you're actually not supposed to clean them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a hard one because, I mean, you, you, there's so many people I see that, that do them different ways. And I'm going to say, you know, like. You I can scrub them. You can belt. steam them. You can take that bungee cord and strap it and out and hit it with a power washer. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're breaking down the fibers of your pressure washing it. And so I think that that is something you just need to look into. Call the manufacturer. I've called, I've called Chevrolet before and got talked to a lead tech about uh, a, a, a truck. You just well, call it's like, uh, no. so when we do corrosion protection, so like on these GMs, they've got that wax coating. Yes. Yep. Um, Glenn Erfer was a great resource because he had pulled out all the bulletins from GM. So we all, you know, he, shared that with every installer and it was great information for all of us. So what do you do to get that waxy crap off? Uh, well, I actually have one potential client who literally will strip the entire frame, take it down to a facility in Detroit and put it in an oven and melt it off. Wow. Um, but you, you can power wash it off and pretty much wipe it off with acetone. Yep. Mm. So it doesn't stick. It's just, just a wax coating. It's still on the inside of the frame. It's just not on the outside. Right. Which the right. inside of the frame you need it in there anyway, unless you're going to fill it up with something. So yeah. this is all those things that, I mean, like when we went to the first uh, aviation training with Josh, where first you get this kind of fear, you're like, oh crap, I've been doing it wrong. Back to your lessons. Those are lessons learned, right? Um, I, I shared with, with Josh when we were there, I, again, I was a mechanic. And so I used to build engines and I had a couple people that asked me to build engines for an ultralight airplane. And I did it twice. And then I said, I will not do it again. Not because I'm not confident in the engines that I build. I just don't want to be liable for something that's in the air. Yeah. I'm okay if your car breaks down, but I don't want to have your airplane stop working. So, yeah, I'm I mean, okay. I guess it's in the same field as are you going to build a motor for a drag racer? Are you going to build it for the daily cruiser? So, yeah. Yeah. And I'll do either of those. I don't care. But, but right. airplanes, nope, not building airplane engines anymore. So, um, <clears throat> Let's talk about your business. How big is it? Is it just you? Is it you have 52 partners? You have two bulldogs and a, and a secretary? What do you got? Uh, two bulldogs, myself and a wonderful wife. Um, the only employee I've ever had was my daughter, who was 12 at the time. But she does she does great. Um, this year will actually be the leap of hopefully after MTE, we'll finally announce that we're going to look for our first full-time employee. 
you just did. That's exciting. Well, <laughs> I haven't put out the application. So <laughs> it's one of those things is, you know, I want to come back from MTE, which, you know, I've signed up for education day and that's exciting for me because not only do I get to learn from a bunch of great people that I know, I get to learn from a bunch of people I don't know too. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I become kind of a fanboy because I've never met Rennie Doyle. Like I'm, you know, I'll probably ask for his autograph. I'm weird that way. He's not that great. Uh, great. Rennie, come on, tell him you're not that great. No. Rennie's a great guy. And and I think that that is that is part of what makes MTE a great thing is you get to meet these people. You can go meet a Rennie Doyle and a and a Jason Rose and uh you know a Richard Hutchings from the UK. And you can meet I know Sarah, so I don't need to know Jason, but you know Oh yeah, Sarah's great. Sarah is awesome. In fact, she's in town and we're like, why are you not stopping by? So, so that's one of the things you get to meet all these people, but you actually get to get hands-on training as well. I mean, a lot of those people will put on education and you can go listen to Mike Phillips, you know, or Randy Doyle or, or any of the above do, do their training if they're putting one on. And that's, uh, that's to me, that's half of the value of MTE is education day. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great to walk around and see all the new products because everybody's got something new they want to talk about. But, you know, for me, it's a lot of camaraderie and it's always going to be about the education. Yeah, and of course, Road FS. I mean, you get to see us. That's what the great. Yeah, I just want to see that rolling. You know, absolutely. Well, you wait. We are leveling up. Yeah, this year you have to come by the Road FS booth at MT. We we got some cool things that we're bringing, and uh, we're leveling up on the podcast again. So get ready. Um, it's gonna be fun. We're counting down the days. In fact, we got a load up our podcast and camera and all kind of stuff but it's going to be good yeah so. it's going to be super awesome yes, yeah so I, I get kind of spoiled because i get to stay with all the guys from uh the detailers of the round table oh yeah, you're gonna right. have oh, fun yeah, so you're gonna have fun well, i'm gonna be in that house and it's gonna be a nut house it is a nut house it is a nut house that's awesome yeah so so let's talk i want to ask a question that the blue line detailing is it is is it as straightforward as i think it is what's the blue line about well, well, how straightforward do you think it is? Uh, is it about police department? It was. There you go. So, and I'll be blunt about it because I don't hide it. When, yeah. so when I opened, I worked for, I was partnered with a company. Their primary color was red. I was never going to do that. I It was too low of a blow. Um, and I just wasn't going to do that. So I did want to support police. I always have. Yep. But there was another group out there at the time that, you know, so I was originally blue line mobile detailing. So I was definitely BLM on a lot of stuff. Ah, <laughs> that would have been, and it was, it was my way. And it's, I mean, they, they take it however they want if they're a part of it, but it was basically my middle finger to all of it without stepping into politics. That's what it was. Yep. But well, as I, I grew, as of- I grew, I it <laughs> needed to be blue line detailing. Um, I still offer the discount to first responders. Yeah. Um, and that actually includes nurses and stuff because when I oh. opened, they were it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, the, that's the key to it is, is just kind of being open to everybody. That's a professional that does anything that helps anybody else out. So, yeah. so I, I've been thinking a lot about one, mining your conversation on our dad podcast. Um, that was a great conversation, but on your Facebook post, you have in your main picture, you have a quote that I wanted to explore because I think it's important both as uh, a professional, but also as a business owner and on the personal front, 
Um, in your quote, it says, you may never be the man they expect you to be. Why, why is that so important to you? It's real easy in our industry for everybody to say I'm the best. Yep. Um, I don't know why, <laughs> but it is. And everybody will get on up. They can get on your threads and they can get on your TikToks and they can get on anything and they can say whatever they want. But at the end of the day, I'm still a dad. I'm a husband. I'm a struggling business owner. And if I ever say it any other way, I'm lying because it's my business. It's my baby. So you're never going to be what everybody else wants you to be. You're just not. And I think you have to be okay with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, and I didn't have that conversation with you. I saw it on, on Jody's dad podcast. But I, I, I would go a step further and say, you shouldn't try to be what everyone else wants you to be. You should try to be what you want to be. And, and I think it's, I think until you're okay with that, yeah, I don't even think you're happy with your own business. Right. And I think that that's, mm. that falls in line with being a parent or being a husband. It's not that you're being what your wife or your kids want you to be. You're being what you want to be to them, which just happens to line up with them wanting to have a great dad and a great husband. And I think that's where everybody gets on the same page. And the same thing is true as a business owner. You want to be a great business owner, not because, um, not because that's what everybody expects, because that's what you want. I don't know of anybody that would come on this podcast or be in any industry at all that would be like, oh, yeah, I want to be a mediocre business. I want to have like this middle of the road, crappy service. That's what they expect of that, you, though. That, but, but that's why you can go above <laughs> and beyond that. Like we had a goal, like I was saying earlier, to be the best place to work in Idaho because we had all had crappy bosses. And we met that goal because we wanted to. Not because everybody else was like, oh, I want those guys to be the best place in Idaho. No, we did it because we wanted to do it. You know, I, I, I'm laughing because <clears throat> when Rod and I branched off when we created Zimware with the goal of creating Rotafesta software, the company that we left, you know, I we were under non-compete. And literally two days after I left, I got an email to my personal email that was happy to see you fail at gmail.com that said, I can't wait to see you die in complete utter failure in six months. Well, it's been 15, 15 years. years. So, <laughs> and they're out of business and, and they're we're out of still business here. and we're still going. So I, somebody does that to me. It's usually one of those hold my beer, watch this kind of moments. So. Oh, absolutely. That is, you know, it's the, I, I was looking at as the Marty McFly, right? Right. In, in that movie in back to the future, if you called Marty McFly chicken, that was it. It was on. If you tell me I can't do something, it's on. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it better than you just did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't dunk. Oh, yeah, I can dunk. <laughs> so people would say you can't. I'll, I'll get a trampoline. I'll do whatever, but I'm going to dunk. So so that's the thing is, is my, my wife and my kids know that. They'll be they'll, they'll even use that against me but as a joke. But, but the thing is, is I think that people don't understand that, like you said, on the Internet, anybody can say anything, right? We, we noticed last year, the year before, that everybody was the number one software in the detailing industry. And we're like, huh, that's funny. We've been doing this for 15 years and we've been using that tagline because we were the only ones. So all of a sudden now everybody's number one. There's no validation, right? Today it's like, hey, Ryan Griggs from Blue Line Detailing, the number one detailer in, in the Michigan. entire globe. <laughs> Who's going to argue that, right? So, so you, Well, that's funny you say that because you can even do it with stuff like a stated at. 
You can put a st- I can put I was born in 83, so I was a state in 83. You yep. can make it so you look like you've been around 50 years, but it's why? <laughs> oh yeah. We we did that one time with Jody and we looked at we have two other partners, and after about 10 years, we we're like, you know, we could say that we've been doing this for 40 years. <laughs> Because it's ten years apiece, four of us, forty years. Yeah. And we joked you want. because you can say anything, you know. Who's gonna call you on it? Yeah, nobody's but, gonna but, call and, you. On and it. I love that. I love that question. Who's gonna call you on it? Yep. And it really. And there was a comment yesterday that I saw on Facebook, and it was basically, you know, kind of a response to somebody else else's comment. And I'm like, look, just be quiet, and let <clears> your <throat> work shout what you do right? right and consistency dedication determination you know trying to consistently up your game and level up you know that is a personal driver and that will speak volumes about who you are about your company and everything so let your work speak for itself absolutely yeah because I, at the end of the day if you're happy with it and you know you did your best and you know it's better than it was and you delivered to your client that's all that matters yeah and there's always going to be some idiot on the internet that's like oh you're full of crap you suck blah 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 and i'm like those people are obviously not doing very good because they got nothing else to do other than say <laughs> negative crap on the internet and, and, and i've always and i've always tried to be the detailer <clears throat> that doesn't do that don't get me wrong i've been the keyboard warrior but it's usually to fight for someone who wants yes. for themselves yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's. I've sure. had mobile detailers start up. They went to the same church. Um, I've had them swing by. I've given them supplies. They detailed for their clients while I was detailing for mine in the same building. Um, you know, and it, if you're not going to push other people, why are you thinking other people are going to push you? Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. cheer people on all across the country. I mean, I got guys, <laughs> you know, Houston Shine. I mean, and all those guys, but you know akron pro detail and you name it i if you own a detail shop i'm usually liking your page and pushing for it yeah and you should i mean the thing about it is is we want people to make it we don't want to see detailing companies fail i mean if you think about it you if the more detailing companies that are failing that's an that's an indication of how the market is doing and what the industry is doing that's not good that is i want to see this industry go crazy yeah and so we got to help each other out and <clears throat> there's some detailers i know for sure that like you know if we heard if we heard that there was somebody in a different state that was struggling you got people reaching out sending them equipment doing all kinds of stuff so the i think the key to that is just being um a good person well it's a little humility but yeah it's being a good person Goes back to that golden rule how do you want to be treated right yeah exactly yeah that's and yeah. that's so it's like that, that one, that one go to me, that's one of the highest things out there. It's like, just how do you want to be treated? You know, well, my, you guys, uh, you guys, I think were in Texas when you did this. Um, you guys kind of showed that the epitome of it standing there with Dustin Jackson. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we're going to be doing that at MTE. Dustin Jackson and I are presenting at the, yeah, at the we IDA. got something really cool. Plan oh, yeah. For that, and and so. it's the thing is, is we're doing it on purpose to show people that you don't have to be in competition. We've traded clients. Well, and I think that's what's important. I, you know, and we got, I think we've all talked about that privately too, but you know, that's what's important because you guys are in the same field, mm -hmm. but just building an industry still. 
Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's is different. Every single software package out there is different. Ours is different than other people's. And, you know, there's so many people that'll go out there and they'll be like, Hey, what software are you guys using? And, and you, I know the people I know already what they're using. They're doing it just to try to pump up one company and I, or Dustin or other software companies will say the same thing. Go look at all of go them. Look at all Choose of them. the one that works for your business. All of us are going to help you out. There's not one software company that I know of that's out there that's just a complete douche. There just isn't. I don't. They'll, you're going to take yourself out of the market. So find the one that works for you and go with it. Talk to everybody. We we're you know you mentioned Akron Pro Billy. I love Billy Smith. Right? He uses Dustin. I'm not going to try to get him not to use. He's Dustin. even got a tattoo. I know he can. Yeah, I was going to say. Good luck with that. <laughs> he, can <touch laughs> it up. he can change the colors. And stuff. No, I tease him all no, the time, but there's do. no way that he's coming over because that works for him, and yeah. I wouldn't want him to. Yeah. So well, yeah, and he well, and that's well. So that was my introduction to a lot of the detail industry was through Billy and Vandy. Yeah. And they introduced me to detail book. Yeah, I didn't even know what a CRM was. Right, right. And no, I was Facebook scheduler and writing stuff down. And yep. oh my gosh, it was a nightmare back then. Yeah. And so that's, I, I encourage everybody to go visit all the people and talk to us. And like I said, we got some stuff planned for MTE. We got some stuff planned for later in the year. Um, Dustin and I are actually doing a joint training for Detailers of the Roundtable uh, at Tate and Trout's location. Yeah, we are going to be, be jointly presenting about business and software. Holy crap. Two software companies both presenting about software. It's going to be yeah, mind blowing. Yeah. 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 It's completely good. earth shattering. So I have a question. You've been in business almost three years now, right? Maybe almost four, you know, with COVID post COVID. Yep. <clears throat> what are some of the key things that you've learned along the way that you think would be helpful for other people or that maybe surprised you? Well, I got surprised when I found out I can't do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the best at everything. Um, in fact, I've learned some really hard lessons on that one. Paint touch-ups, and I still don't get along some days. Um, that would definitely be a big one. And I don't be afraid to ask questions. Yep. I mean, I'm so close with Billy. I ask him father questions now, but I mean, he was always, and he's going to be my go-to for detail questions. Um, and it's kind of that. I mean, join the IDA. Yeah. And actually do something with it is a great one. Get a CRM because Facebook scheduler is not the way to go. No. Um, you know, it's just stuff like that. And always keep learning. Yeah. No, those are great. And I think those are really a lot of that's just humility, right? It's it's understanding what you can and you can't do. Um, there's so many people that think they're gonna be great at everything, and you're not. You're not gonna be an attorney and a detailer and an accountant and uh, uh all of those things you're just not so well, i mean it even goes to so even like in our personal life i was working on one of our personal vehicles and i'm so busy at the shop especially summertime that uh there was just no way to get it done i ended up having the thing towed <laughs> i had to throw in the towel and i'm like i'm done i'm over it so and it was right then i went you know what i can't just work on cars like this anymore yeah. Just well, no, I, I did the same thing. I was, I was ASE certified mechanic. I have two shops. Um, but there's times when I have my car worked on by somebody else because I get to choose what I do. Right. If it's, uh, if the instructions are strip the interior, take the dash out to replace the <clears throat> heater core, I'm towing it away because you know what? I've done that before and I don't like to play that game. 
Somebody no, else I, can do that. I've done it and I've had to label every part and I'll never do it again. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that's key is knowing what you want to do. Again, it goes back to what kind of a, what kind of a detailer do you want to be or what kind of a business owner do you want to be? There's things that Jody and I used to do now that we have other people do that I am so glad we don't do anymore. There's still stuff I'd like to. Yeah, we, we try to ship off. stuff out. I mean, <clears throat> I'm like, man. if I had all the money in the world, there would be a lot of things I wouldn't do. I'd, I'd find really good people at that thing, right? Well, so, that's a touch on that. So like for me last year, one of the biggest triggers I pulled was detailers roadmap. Yep. You know, and then after this podcast at two o'clock, I have a Zoom call with Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. So, find somebody to build a website for and, you. And your because, website looks great. Yeah. I was going through it last night. I mean, it, it really represents yeah. you very well. Thank yeah. you. And, I think that's hard because a lot of people see the, oh, it's, you can create it on Wix or you can go to GoDaddy and you can create your own website. Everybody's not a website builder, right? They're just not. No, Everybody can build their own way, way out of my realm. I mean, I yeah, had one, cool. don't get me wrong, but it wasn't doing anywhere near what this one's doing. Yeah. So go, go learn that's that. Good, go, go have somebody else do it or hire somebody to do it. That's I think and um, you, have to under, you have to understand that. Yeah, it's costly, but it's worth it. Yeah, I, there's a shop, uh, uh, the Parker Brothers in Arizona, and years and years ago, we were talking to them, and they were like, "Oh, we don't do, we don't do PPF. We have somebody come in and do it for us." And I, I was amazed because those guys are, those guys are really, really good. They're great at paint correction. They're great at what they do. And I just assumed that they did it themselves. And they're like, "Oh no, no, we're not good at that. We have somebody else do it." And I'm like, "That is a huge deal to stop and say, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hire somebody. You're, you're making less money, but you're." keeping your sanity yeah. um you know it's kind of like at, at home a lot of people do their own home repairs when it comes to plumbing once it goes under the house i don't ever want to see it again so i let someone else do that and so it's you think about it the same way think about the most the ickiest thing in the world that you don't want to do have somebody else do it you know i saw during COVID, i saw all these people how do i remove you know uh, vomit and feces and and blood and everything for cars i'm like do you really want to do that Hire somebody else that does that. That's already certified to do that mold, mold and water damage remediation. We know a guy that does that. You got to be certified in that. You don't want to touch that stuff. Get somebody to do it for you. And I think that that is the hard part. Joe, and this, I'm going to call myself out years and years and years ago. I wanted to hire everybody. I wanted everybody to work for Zenware. I wanted us all to have employees. And Jody was a real advocate for bringing in contractors for some of our <laughs> Uh, custom software work that we do for other companies. And I was the holdout. I didn't want to do that. We hired a, a, a contractor temporarily uh, two for years six ago. months, two years ago, and he's still here. And it was one of the greatest decisions we made because I saw the value. But once that person came in, I was like, oh, okay, I got it. I'm with it now. So reach out, talk to other people. Like you said, you got a mentor, you got Billy Smith. Um, you know, the detailers, the round table, there's a ton of great mentors in there. You've we've already mentioned some of these other ones, Jason Rose, Randy Doyle, you know, Mike Phillips, get to know these people and reach out and, and get a mentor and run the ideas past them. Um, because there's a lot of times when Jody and I'll have these back and forth conversations and we can't decide what to do. And we'll reach out to somebody. We'll reach out to Jamie Gonzalez in Utah or Richard Hutchings in the UK or Mel the Craig. rag company, Mel Craig down in California. Mostly just because he's just cool. He is cool. Just, I, I haven't had the privilege. I haven't had the privilege to meet him either. He, I, he is the epitome of cool. I will never be. He as reminds cool. you of a beach boy. 
He, he is. is a beach he boy. Is. He is. In I, fact, I want to go surf him with I, him, yeah. but I know he's going to leave me in the dust. But actually, I know he'd be good for Yeah. So anyway, you reach out to other people and do stuff there. And is there are there any other things that you want to that you could give to detailers that are just starting out? Because I know a lot of people are just starting out. But what is what are some of the things you would give them advice to get to where you are in less than three years? In less than three years, uh -huh. <laughs> he's like not possible. <laughs> no, you can. It's just you know, if you can avoid someone buying in or having a direct partner, I would say try it before you have to. Mm -hmm. um, it might keep you humble enough to not leap into certain things too. Mm. You know, I've I've had that conversation probably a couple times a year since I've opened. And I've never pulled the trigger on it, but I know I've had I had some close friends. They invested and prepaid for some ceramics they were going to do um, to cover a couple things, so I could dive in a little bit deeper on some things. But I've never had a direct partner. Um, it can get it can get muddy. I don't know how you guys do it. So um, <laughs> we we put on our wading boots and slog through the muck. That's right. So, I mean, it's the suck as Keith Duplessis said. No, it the way we did it, and the only reason it worked out is because I've known Jody for 35 years, and he's the best friend of one of our other partners who happens to be my brother-in-law. And his brother's the other partner. So because of that, we know that we're going to be spending like Christmas or Easter or some of these holidays at each other's table. And my my wife is the sister of one of the other wives. That's how it works. Because we are family, um, but they're also good people. You have to make sure if you're going to have a partner, even if you're going to have somebody that you hire to do something, that they're a good person. Right. I, I don't care what your, like you said earlier, political or, or, or your religious or your values are. If you can't work with somebody, then don't. Well, and that's been something I've been considering when I go to hire someone is, you know, how am I going to treat that? And I really want to treat it as you're becoming a part of a family, not, you know, an employee of blue line. And that's a fine line too, because, you know, when you have to, you know, reprimand someone or do anything like that, you know, or they can take advantage of it sometimes too, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, but I don't want to have a dictatorship. I want to have, I want to have a group of people that love what they do because I, I want to grow the industry and I want them to love the industry. Yeah, yeah I, I really appreciate that perspective. I think one of the mistakes that business owners make in their first hire is they don't hire for fit. And what I mean by that is they're not looking for somebody that fits with their personality, with their vision and with their goals. They're just trying to pigeonhole them into a position, right? And so... I, I think that's an, one really important thing to hiring somebody. The second thing is making sure that you're hiring them in the right position. Because you can get somebody that's really hungry and they present very well in an interview, but putting them behind a polisher to do paint correction, eh, maybe not so much, right? But they may be really good on the customer facing side. So recognizing that when you're interviewing that you're interviewing for the position and fit. Yeah. And I've had to keep myself open to that. You know, if I go to hire, am I hiring an interior detailer, a pre-washer, someone to help me ceramic coat, um, you know, or 
am I open to if they sit down for an interview and they're really good at social media and things like that? Am I okay with letting them handle that? Yeah. And I really, I just want something off my plate so I can have some, you know, more time because time's really the most important thing. Yeah. And I think that's the key is to get, again, as we, when we do interviews and we've done a lot of them, um, We do we do two interviews. We do one for their technical skills to write software, if that's what we're hiring for. We do a separate one first for fit. And if they are a person that we want to be at our company. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a quick story. <laughs> two, two quick stories of the reason we do that. The first thing we do is as soon as somebody comes in and they've applied, we do an extensive search on social media for them. Um, because if we see on social media that there's an issue that's not going to be a good fit, then we don't even want to waste our time. Uh, a, a big shout out there to not being an asshole online because people look at that stuff. Um, number two <laughs> is the reason we look at that is for legal issues. Um, so the quick story is we had a guy come in. Technically, he was great. Everything was wonderful. They wanted to proceed. Um, this was prior to us doing two separate interviews. And um, all of a sudden we were like, hey, we want to go to the next level with you. And this stranger showed up that represented the guy. And he said, I'm his companion. And I said, what does that mean? He goes, well, he legally can't be on the Internet without a companion because of a prior felony. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do we got going on? He could not be on the Internet without a guy sitting there looking over his shoulder. That's how bad of a felony he had. We are a company that works off the Internet. Sorry. Have a nice day. So yeah, that, that, that's not going to work. And we wasted four software engineers time for over an hour. So the second one is we had a kid come in. Jody's already laughing. <laughs> this is, and yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm, you can call me a hard ass. You can call me whatever you want. But he showed up in flip flops, shorts. He had a Hawaiian shirt on that was unbuttoned down to about here. And he had puka shells on. He walked in. He put his sunglasses up on top of his head. He kicked his feet up on the table. And he said, let's do this. It was actually like this. Let's do this. <laughs> so I have a symbol in the interview process where I, I take a notebook, an old school notebook. And when I am done with my interview, regardless, <laughs> I, when I'm done, I close the notebook. And everybody in the room from Zenware knows Rod's done. And he walked in. He said, let's do this. I closed my notebook. One guy looked at me and goes, really? really? And I said, oh, yes. yeah, really? If you're going to show up to an interview and do that. How are you going to be a, a year down the road? So that was it. We were done. I walked out of the room. So um, just keep that in mind, folks. If you're looking for a job, everything matters. Let's so, do this, baby. Let's do this. My wife does a lot of hiring at her job, and I I don't envy her because I haven't had to do it in quite a while. So That's I used to do fun. it for restaurants, and I'm telling you, they'll come in in pajama pants and some slippers, and I, I just never could quite understand it. Yeah. yeah, all you gotta do is have clothes on. That's it. This is with me because they're software. <laughs> you you can show up in a t-shirt and jeans as long as they're zipped up. But but it, you well, know, well, it became such a thing in the restaurant industry. We, you know, I had a great boss, Jeff, back then. That uh, we're like, listen, we gotta test them. Everybody thinks they're the best cook in the world. We're like, go make a burger. We're like, here, just go make a burger. And most of them couldn't. Yeah. Like, listen, we told you what to make. We told you exactly how to do it, and you couldn't do it because you don't know how. Just say you don't know how. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing is, is a lot of times we just we, being honest yeah, be, with just you, being what honest. you do and don't know. Yeah. So 
Yep. So anyway, yeah, one more comment down there. And then uh, as we wrap this up, do you have any other wonderful <laughs> sounds like walking through Walmart? That's why I'm laughing. That is exactly. Oh, Thank you, awesome. Sarah. So welcome to this episode of the Road FS podcast, sponsored by Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> and pajamagram and, and uh, slippers. And puka necklaces. And puka That's necklaces. awesome. Well, man, thank you so much for tapping in. It's been a great conversation. We're looking forward to seeing you at Mobile Tech Expo. Yep. Along with everybody else. So come check us out at Mobile Tech Expo. Meet all your your mentors and your and, and all the people you all your see. fanboy people that's right you know, it's okay sign up for education day yes sign up for sign education, up for education day, day. Really they're actually doing a couple education classes on wednesday afternoon too yeah. yes they are yep. so so robin sweet has one and then i know somebody else has one yeah they're yep. it's becoming you know, it's five days. Yeah, it's, it's keeps part growing. Of the, it's, it's, great. it's one of the biggest parts of the whole event. So if you're not, I'm glad they picked up what SDC was leaving behind. Yes, so. uh -huh. yes, yeah, because exactly. that's one of the best parts of SDC was the education portion. Yeah. So, so you know, well, and then and then the Daryl Alliance scholarship. So, yep, yes. and they've continued that on too. So, well, thank you so much, guy. We it's been a great conversation. Thank you guys for tapping in every week, and I guess we're gonna check you same time, same bad channel, just next week. Yep. Thank you guys.